before the break of dawn Got some mossy oak and coffee on I'm off the whole weekend and there's a cold front moving in First thing I do when I climb my stand Is bow my head and thank the man And while I'm waiting on daybreak I feel my heart race Hey everybody, welcome back to Gone Outdoor Radio here on KWSN in Sioux Falls and KFGO, the mighty 790. We're going to chat. If you're a regular listener of KFGO, you're going to recognize this next gentleman, uh, Mr. Doug Lear. He is a co-host of the morning show. He's also a North Dakota Game and Fish Outreach Biologist. How you doing, Doug? Man, I'm doing great, guys. I, I absolutely love this time of year, even though... The weather has maybe gotten a little bit more seasonal. Uh, it, it, you just feel it. It's in your blood. It's in your skin. And this is this is what we've been waiting for to to get into the deer season of 2022. So I always love visiting with you guys. Love listening to you on the on the podcast as well. So great uh, great to hear your guys' voices and be on the show with you. So Doug, the reason why we wanted to get you on today is because we wanted to talk a little a little bit about landowner relations, uh, using other people's land, using state land, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's a very busy weekend in North Dakota with the firearm season opening yesterday. And while many people are blessed to own their own land, uh, many hunters and possibly most hunters don't have that luxury. They have to rely on on buddies, on family, on non-posted land, uh, to be able to go out and hunt. Do you have any idea, and this is a question I just thought of, and you may not, I sure. may stump you. Do you have any idea of the percentage of hunters, deer hunters, that don't have their own land, that have to hunt on somebody else's land? I actually think it would be probably higher than what we'd assume because maybe we hear so much from the people that have their dad's land or their uncle's land or maybe some other relative's land, but when you, when, you, when you look at a state of North Dakota and, and understanding that every state is unique and different, North Dakota manages deer and deer hunters differently than South Dakota, and Minnesota doesn't do it the same way South Dakota or North Dakota. That's, that's not to say that one state does it right and the other states don't. It just means that everything is really unique to the geography and the hunters. And I would actually, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great question, but I think if you got down to brass tacks, I think that there are a lot more people that depend on having plot land or walk-in hunting access, game management area, waterfall production area, some kind of public land, then maybe we give credit to it. I'm using this as a, as a personal example. I try to get out and get a feel for the use of our public lands in North Dakota. I, I really think it's part of my job. And last Saturday morning, I was out in the middle of the night. I, I got up early and I drove out to a couple of different tracts of land. And I was pleasantly surprised. And you guys know as well, you can kind of tell who's out there setting up for archery deer hunting, who's out there to do some pheasant hunting, who's maybe going to try some waterfall hunting. And one of the really great opportunities that we have is you can have one piece of public land, and if the communication is there, if the acceptance is there, you can have a small, and this was a small tract of public land, not far from Fargo, a high population concentration, so you can understand with college students, 
with people that don't have the time to drive 300 miles and spend Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, where they might just wake up Saturday morning and head out to some public land. They might go out scouting on Friday night and find a chunk of land that they can hunt on. And it was happening. It it was happening right before my very eyes where there were several different ways to utilize public land. And it was all being done respectfully. It was all being done in a little bit of a a share type opportunity. And it wasn't just in one spot. I went to several, I went to waterfall production areas. I went to um, wildlife management areas. I went to plots acres. And it was, it was an eye opener. It was a pleasant eye opener to myself and that our public lands are being used. There wasn't trash there. There weren't discarded game. There weren't, uh, you know, pieces of uh, breakfast that were laying out there. They were being respected and they were being used. So I, I wish I could put a number on it, but I really think just judging from the eyeballs and we say that to bus drivers and to rural mail carriers and to farmers and ranchers, what you see with your eyes doesn't lie. And I think, we might, if we did a, a survey, and maybe somebody has, I think we'd be surprised at the the level of use because maybe it's not your primary land that you would hunt, but it's where you go to get a start. And maybe for deer season, you do have your uncle, your aunt's place that you go back to or somebody in the family. But it's nice to see in North Dakota and in the upper Midwest that not only are the public lands appreciated and utilized but there's game out there you wouldn't be going out there if there isn't pheasants if there aren't ducks if there aren't deer it's a it's a great question i wish i had a specific answer to you but i don't i don't know if you would disagree guys but i i really think it's it's something that's being utilized to its maximum capacity i would tend to agree with you doug a lot of folks utilizing that land and when we talk about respecting land it really i mean the 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 common threads hold true, whether you are on private land of someone you know, private land of someone you've just asked permission uh, very recently, or whether you are using your fellow outdoor person or your fellow taxpayers land, yeah. it all holds true. Doug, when we look at that, what are some of the, you know, if we got folks listening today that are out hunting on on public or private land, what are some of the top points you would give to them in terms of respecting that land and and, and being courteous to the landowner? I think, I think we all can appreciate um, raising kids or grandkids or, or being kids ourselves is uh, you, you might tell your own kids, treat it better than your own room. You know, pick it up. You know, if, 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 you know I, I, I guess maybe we can, we can have a little bit of tolerance in our own house and in our own backyard. But when you, when you go out to public land, to plots land, to walk in hunting acres, I, I think it behooves us that we actually have to take it to the next level. I'm not telling people, to go out there in, uh, you know, in tactical gear and in hazmat gear and be picking up syringes and any kind of, um, you know, dangerous stuff. But it can be as fundamental as if you pull into a parking area of some plots, land, private land, open to sportsmen, and you see somebody's empty coffee cup, it takes two seconds to take it and throw it in the back of your truck and take it along with you. And it just reduces the frustration the landowner or anybody else that's driving by it could be the school bus driver, the mail carrier that drives by and goes, yeah, look at those hunters throwing trash out uh, once again. So I, I think that that fundamental of treating it better than you would your own. And I touched on a little bit earlier in, in my comment, but also realizing that it's everybody's and it's not yours. You may have a spot that you hunted last weekend 
and you kicked up some roosters and you know, I'm going to get back there on Saturday morning and I'm going to find a way. You might have a spot that you hunted last year in deer season or last weekend in the archery season. It's, it's everybody's and it's yours. And it comes into setting that expectation and realizing, you know what, maybe you have hunted there many times. And if some young college kid, uh, you know, got out there ahead of you, then your, your job is, you know, similar to, to, to yielding when you're on the freeway is just yield, give them an opportunity and they might put a bigger smile on their face than you. And I, I will, I won't go so far as to say that there's enough space for everybody because that's, that's never what public land was going to do. It was never going to be able to, you know, our plot, there's 800,000 acres of private land open to sportsmen. That's still not enough to supply all the hunting pressure, but it does peel off a little bit. And when you can share and realize that, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a point where your expectations are, Hey, maybe I had a great hunt last weekend. Maybe this weekend, somebody else is, is going to have that. And that can go a long ways. It's same thing as if you, if you go out there to public land and expect to kick up a five by five buck or have a shot at a, a four by four or, or even shoot a limit of roosters by 10 o'clock in the morning, you're, you're really, you're really setting your expectations a little bit too high. And I, I think, I think that can, can help put success and a smile maybe more in the realistic expectations versus thinking that, um, you know, if you're, if you're going to a paid hunt on a big piece of property, you're going to have different expectations than if you're going to a smaller parcel of public land near a high population center. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we got to close up this segment and, and that's exactly right. Make sure you set your expectations. And one thing I'd like to add real quick is make sure you communicate, communicate with the landowners, communicate with other people using that property so that everybody's on the same page. This is Doug Lear, KFGO morning show co-host, North Dakota outreach or North Dakota game and fish outreach biologist. Thanks for coming on gone outdoors, Doug. Have a great weekend. Thanks guys. You too. Stick around. We'll be back with more Gone Outdoors after the short break. Got some mossy oak and coffee on.